Welcome to the Forgiven Once for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This week, we're going to continue with the early church, and I'm going to pose you a question that I hope we can answer by the end of this podcast. My question is, can you be a Christian without a Bible? All right, let's get started. Um, I'm going to go through a little bit of New Testament um, chronology. Um, the early church, you know, we understand that Jesus was crucified somewhere between 30 and 33 AD. Um, to be honest, there's no way to know the exact dates. You can see arguments for all these dates being different, but we do know within the first hundred years, pretty much when all this happened. So, we know that Jesus was crucified between 30 and 33. We know that the church was birthed when the Holy Spirit came um, somewhere around 33 AD in the upper room when all the disciples and the early believers were gathered together in Jerusalem in the upper room and they were terrified. And the Holy Spirit came like a rushing wind, and they went out and began to preach. And the Bible says that 5,000 were added to the church. And it goes on to say that the Lord added to the church daily. So we see the church growing. And as far as the New Testament is, I want to ask you, what Bible did these people have? Yes, we, un- we know that the Old Testament was together and in Hebrew and translated into Greek, which was the Septuagint. But we know that they didn't have paper and books back then. They did have papyra that they wrote on, and this was a very laborious task that was assigned to usually the scribes, the people, this was their job. They would sit down and copy and copy. And so what I'm trying to say is that the average everyday person did not have access, may have never seen a Septuagint. Now we know that Jesus quoted it and the temples had one. Um, they would go there and it would be read. This is how the people got their religious instruction. They would go to the synagogues and the temples and it was read to them. So here we have the early church, thousands of people now converting to Christianity. And these new Christians are preaching the gospel from hearsay. They have heard or they've seen Jesus and they've heard about him and their soul bears witness and they become alive and they begin telling their friends and family and they go on and Christianity multiplies. Here's a short chronological order of the New Testament. So by the mid to late 40s, somewhere in that time frame, Matthew 
the, the Gospel of Matthew, Galatians and James was written. So somewhere around 10 to 15 years after Christ was crucified, the first letters were written. The first gospel and the first letters. Then around the 50s, early to late 50s, we have 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, Luke, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and Romans. In the 60s, we've got Acts, Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, Philippians, Mark, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, 1st and 2nd Peter, Hebrews, and Jude. So here we've got 30 years after Christ, a little more than 30 years, we're starting to get a few more books and a few more letters. Then, by the 90s, John, 1st and 2nd and 3rd John in Revelations is written. So here we have all the books finally completed, nearly 70 years after Christ was crucified. Finally, the books that we call the New Testament have been completed. Now, they weren't assembled. See, we still have copies being made and handed out. So we still have thousands of people that may have never seen the book of Galatians. Maybe they've never seen all four of the Gospels together. Maybe they've only heard one or two. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, we have Christians that are multiplying, but they don't have what we consider today as a full Bible. Now, the first person to name all 27 books together and say this is the New Testament was Athanasius in the year 367 A.D. Christians grew and multiplied with only pieces of the books, no entire New Testament, for nearly 334 years. I want that to sink in. The church went from a few believers in Jerusalem around 33 AD to nearly 6 million believers around 350 AD. Now, I got these numbers from the internet, from various sources, Wikipedia and different other sites that track this kind of stuff, and and they say because of population, they kind of know what the population was and what the percentage that was written that were believers. This is how they came up with these numbers. So nearly 600 million believers in around 350 AD, and still no completed New Testament. The books have been named, and they've made pretty good circulation by now. But there's still people that are illiterate. There's still people, the majority, that are illiterate or don't have access or wealth to own one of these copies or collections. So my question is, how did they grow? You know, today we're taught that you've got to 
study and read your Bible. Otherwise, you ain't going to make it. That if you don't fill yourself with the Word of God, that you're not going to be a good Christian. That if you don't um, constantly memorize and 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 adhere to the Word of God, that that you're just not a good Christian. And unfortunately, that's what's taught today. But my question is, is how did they grow? How did they exponentially grow from a a couple hundred people to six million in 300 and some years? See, they grew because the truth is, Jesus is the word. He lived and he lived through in and through them. This is what Christianity is about. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. When he left, the Holy Spirit came. God, the Holy Spirit came and he's, he teaches us all things. And then the, the last reason why they grew is that they gathered together in their small groups. They loved each other, they strengthened each other, and they encouraged each other. They reminded each other of how good God is, of who Jesus is, and who they are. I'm going to read 2 Peter 2.1. says, For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. That was from the Amplified. Said God's given us everything we need, everything for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through personal knowledge of him who has called us. See, God's given us everything already. Here is um, John 2, 25-27, the New American Standard Bible this time. It says, This is the promise which he himself made to us, eternal life. These things have I written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. And as for you, the anointing which you received from him remains in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and it is true and not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you remain in him. So here it says the Holy Spirit gives us and teaches us and and gives us everything, and we don't need teachers. Now, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Obviously, there were teachers. That's how we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, James, John, Paul. Um, They were teachers. But we're going to look at what, what he means here. John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. See, Christians already have everything inside of them. They have the Holy Spirit. 
But the problem is, is that we've traded our relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit for pen and paper. Now, I know that may sound blasphemous, and don't get me wrong, I love to study my Bible more than, than I, anybody I know. I love to read, I love to study, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when that is everything that you've got, something's wrong. You've got to draw from, from the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. Now, when it says that you won't need anyone to teach you, that's just saying that you already have everything inside of you. Now, what teachers, we, you know, we do have teachers today, and they had teachers back then. Paul was a teacher, but he brought into remembrance the goodness of God. And he never contradicted the Holy Spirit. So he just brought us into remembrance of what inside our spiritual man already knew about God. This is what benefit the Bible has. is They were words, they were testimonies of people who understood their relationship with God. Now, we can be Christian without a Bible. It's good to have one, yes. I'm not saying throw your Bibles out. Please don't get me wrong. But I'm saying we have trusted for far too long and worshiped something and called it the Word and not received the true Word, which is Jesus himself. The Bible is a great tool and an asset. But Jesus, and Jesus quoted the Old Testament frequently. But being Christian is much more than pen and paper. It's a dynamic, living, breathing, constant relationship that is vibrant. It's like Jesus said, if you come to me, I will give you rivers of living water that will gush from your belly. God is there, living inside you. You don't have to have pen and paper. You've got the God of the universe that you can tap into, the Holy Spirit living inside you. Now, this is the truth. Now, we don't throw our Bibles out because it's a precious, awesome, amazing gift. Please hear me out. Having the Bible is something that is an amazing resource to have. But don't let that be your entire relationship with God. Jesus, he quoted the Old Testament, but he spent time in prayer. He spent time with the Father. That's how he made it. That's how he even understood what those scriptures meant. This is how Paul he was a master. He was probably one of the, the only apostles that actually had a degree in the Bible. He was a Pharisee, and he, he knew it frontwards and back. And you know what he said? I count everything as dung just to know Jesus. That's all I need was Jesus. Now, that's a strong statement. But I want you to rely on Jesus and the Holy Spirit and not only pen and paper. So yes, I believe 
that millions and millions and millions of people have been Christians without a Bible because they had the Holy Spirit. They have Jesus, just as Paul did. And when you rely on the Holy Spirit, that just makes the Bible that much better. I hope this helped you this week, and I want you to remember, as always, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. <music>